welcome to Point Me to Jesus. I'm your host, Tara McClary-Reeves, and I'm thrilled to introduce you today to Christy Clover. I was blessed to make Christy's acquaintance about three years ago when I was promoting Is Your Dad a Pirate? And I was blessed to be on Christy's podcast, the Simply Joyful Podcast. And let me tell you, that lady lives up to her title because not only is Christy simply joyful, she is simply organized, she is simply multi-talented, she is a simply prolific author, she is a simply great mom and wife, and most importantly, she simply pursues passionately a heart after the Lord Jesus. And I am so thrilled to welcome you to the show today, Christy Clover. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And thank you for that amazing introduction. Well, take it you with me everywhere. <laughs> Honestly, we'd still be here probably for the rest of the day if I would read all of your bio, but we are going to touch on bits and pieces of your bio. You have a new book out, Christy. Which, which number is this for you? Number three? Is this Four. your third? Four. Well, it's my, well, I don't know if the first one counts. It was, it was oh, like, shit. I've got two, my first two are like little books that I was just like, they had purpose behind them. So okay. yeah, the first one was about like how to do live streaming and how to be on camera. And then the second one is a freebie that I give away to my audience, which is uh, sanity savers for moms. Yeah. And then I have homeschool basics. And then my newest is M O M master organizer of mayhem. I love that. I was struck by the fact that in the Chinese language, the, um, I think it's the word, is it the word for uh, crisis, I think is danger and opportunity. Um, and I thought that was so, so interesting when you think of uh, crisis, that, that danger, but also that opportunity. Would you define mayhem like that? I think your book does a great job in not getting us stressed out. I think right now especially because your interview is going to drop Christmas week and so many of us are <laughs> getting tangled in the tinsel. Uh, so oh, yeah. what a blessing the Lord timed your interview for right now. Help us with understanding mayhem from a positive biblical perspective. <sighs> yeah, well, mayhem could be anything really. I mean, it just, when I thought of the title, cause I actually came up with this title like 13 years ago, I was getting ready to do a talk to a group of moms. And I just had at that point, now I have five kids. Yeah. Then I just had two little boys and it was just amazing how, when I was praying over it, I was like, well, that's what we're really called to like, you know, not that we have to be perfect organizers, not that we really have to be masters of anything, but mayhem is a, something that can sneak into our lives so quickly. Yeah. So it's that craziness. It's that overwhelm. It's that lack of peace. It's you know, anything that's the antithesis of where God really wants us, which is to be in his presence, in his joy, in his peace, in his love. Yeah. So I loved kind of framing the book like this. Now the, the book, you know, I am a Christian and I do talk about my faith in the book, but the yeah. book could be read. I mean, it's a, it's a great book that could be read by anyone. Uh, but I, you know, I love pointing people to the Lord from this because I think the one thing that we really struggle with as moms is we tend to wrap up our identity into how well the, you know, the kids are acting or how well the house is put together. And that's not what we're called to do. We're called to find our identity in Christ. Yes. And so that's really what the, the heart of this book is, is to get moms to stop worrying about all the chaos. And I start the whole book off by explaining that nowhere in the word organized is the word perfection. 
It's not there. So you're going to have like right now, if you went downstairs, like I haven't picked up yet. Of course, my house probably looks like a mess, but it's fine. I mean, like if you have a family, you have moving parts. And so you just need to give yourself a lot more grace. Yeah. How do you manage your personal time in God's word, Christy? Because you, what I love, there's so many things I love about you, but you really do. Um, you live what you preach in such a real way. You give us practical tips. You don't hoard all of this incredible knowledge and wisdom that the Lord has imparted to you and creativity. You share it just so freely. And, and we are so blessed. If, if you go to Christy's website, you'll see the resources that, that she has that are so helpful for the frenzied mom that doesn't know what to make for dinner that night. You have a little recipe um, folder that we can go to. And I want to thank you so much for that. But how do you organize? Because I know as a Christian mom, I am really just completely frazzled without that time in God's word. So how do you structure your day? You know, I really try to start my day in the word and I actually really try to bookend my day. So start it and end it. And so a lot of times the the ending is our family devotion that we do. Sometimes it's just me opening up a Psalm and reading a little bit in the evening. Um, But I figure at least if I'm bookending, then I I got it. (laughs) Um, But you know, your, your day can get frazzled. So I really do try to, before I even take my feet out of my warm, cozy, you know, comforter. I try to make sure as I'm waking up and getting up that I am saying a quick prayer and just asking the Lord to bless the day, asking the Lord to lead me in that day. And then, especially now that my kids are older from the standpoint of I'm not getting woken up at the crack of dawn, typically by small children, Um, my small children are sleeping. (laughs) So it's a wonderful stage (laughs) and a a nice season. I know it doesn't always stick around. Um, But yeah, I try to do first thing in the morning, I set my coffee machine going and I get in the word. And one of my little silly hacks, and I mention it in the book, is that I have a basket. So I have a quiet time basket. So I find that if I have prepared for my morning, knowing that that's one of my priorities, then I need to prep the night before. And I don't so much need to prep the night before because I've prepped it and it's done and it's always ready for me. Um, So I try to have my Bible, whatever journal I'm using right now, our whole family is going through BSF, which is Bible study fellowship, which is just a fabulous program. Um, So my husband's a leader for men's I'm in a women's group and then he's discipling um, our boys and they're going through it. And then he's actually um, doing it as part of our homeschool for our three younger kids. So it's been really neat to have us all in the word in the same spot. So we can talk through things that is, you know, we're always relating things back to, what's happening in our lives and what's happening in the word. Um, so it's so cool, but by having that little basket and, and I keep like a pen, a pencil, I've got index cards in case there's something that really touches me. And I'm like, I need to memorize this verse. Like I need more of this word in here. So I'll write it out. So I try to keep like a little, like I have a little tiny pencil holder in there that I keep everything in. Um, but I try to keep everything together and that really helps. And the other quick tip for people. If you're trying to get in the word and stay in the word in the morning is to have, um, with those index cards, sometimes it'll be like my to do. So I get so distracted because I have a creative brain. So if I start thinking of ideas, I just jot them down, get them out of my brain and off my mind. Any to do's for the days, I just jot it down really quick and then get back to the word. Cause if I stand up and go try to take care of something, it's not going to happen. It'll be noon. I'm like, Oh, look at that. I was like halfway through my Bible study. Yeah. So, and what's nice with the basket is it has a little handle. So if my kids do get up, I can actually take my stuff into another room. 
see, these things are so practical and wonderful and they are throughout the book and also on your YouTube channel. I love watching, I, I believe it's um, raising, raising Up Clovers or Raising yeah, my original blog was called Raising Clovers. Um, now everything's in my name. So it's just Christy yeah, Clover. Christy so Clover. yeah, so it's, it made, I made it a lot easier for folks that way. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I still think you have given uh, the media a great title for a future reality show with your family. Uh, they literally can go back and just, they can, have, they can have tape from all stages of your children's lives. Tell our audience, you have children that range in age from 17? 18. I can stop and think. Yeah. 18. So we have our first adult ever. And, um, so yeah, Grant graduated, I guess this year. So last school year, but this year he graduated. And, uh, so now we have an adult in the house and down to a seven-year-old and she's actually missing. That's my, that was going to be my Instagram post today. She's missing her front teeth. So like the whole house is always singing, like, you know, all I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. (laughs) (laughs) It's so cute. But like, that's like my favorite part. Like, I think this is like seriously one of my most cherished parts of childhood when they lose those two front teeth. Cause there's something about when those permanent teeth come in, I'm like, they lose the babiness. So I'm trying yeah. to like treasure this as my baby just lost her baby teeth. Yeah. So, but I will say as a mom, that was my least favorite part of motherhood was really part just when they would come out. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. I make the, my husband the, do it. The pulling. Yeah. That, that yep, was my nope. least favorite part. Now we have twins that are 19 and then we have a seven year old. Yes. So we, we both are oh, raising multi generations. We're right yep. there together. We are. I've got people in the mi- in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, I, I don't, don't have those except for their friend mix, but I love, that's what oh. I love about going. I, I really want our viewers to go to your site and your channel because you do such a great job addressing those different stages um, because you have been blessed to to parent those different generations and you're doing such a great job with it but the hacks that you the homeschool hacks especially and christy i can only imagine how the lord has blessed your ministry through this pandemic and blessed us through this pandemic because of your how he prepared you in advance to be prepared for the <laughs> influx of, of new followers that you must have gotten because all of a sudden the whole world became homeschool family new. overnight. <laughs> I think within 24 hours, you were literally reaching out to those moms that had already waved the white flag as a cheerleader and as an encourager. Uh, what, what are some of the funny questions that you've received? Because I know you must've received them. Oh Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I get them all, all the time, but what I love is actually the flip side of it is that now that the whole world has had to taste this homeschool, you know, phenomenon, (laughs) Is that I'm hoping that people will stop asking me some questions. So one of the questions I get all the time is, what about socialization? And it always cracks me up because I'm like, it's not like I don't have a family. We talk to each other. You know, we interact with other people. And now that people have had to do this mix of, you know, kind of online, kind of not online, home, not home, you know, mass on, plexiglass up. I mean, it's different everywhere, but I'm kind of giggling because I'm like, that's not being socialized either. (laughs) So, you know, homeschooling, man, we socialize, we get out usually. I mean, here in California, it's just beautiful weather. So we can get out, you know, pretty frequently. So, yeah, that is one that always, that's the number one, one I get asked all the time. And the other one that I typically get asked is like, don't you just want to kill your kids? <laughs> yeah, no. Um, 
<laughs> no, no, I don't. But yeah, I'm trying to think like during the pandemic, most people are like, what do you do with your children? Like, what do you do when you're done? Because yeah. that was what I think I heard more than anything is people were shocked at how quickly they could get through their schoolwork. They yeah. had no clue. Like I had neighbors who would stop us and they're like, okay, so my finding my kids are done like by lunchtime. Yeah. I mean, how is that possible? They're normally at school until three yeah. or four. And how is that possible? What do you do with your children? Because all they want to do is watch TV or yeah. play video games. And I'm like, well, you know, find a hobby. You know, there's so many things and well, that's we another do. thing I admire about you too, Christy, is from very young ages. I mean, I want to say from the moment they started walking, you were assigning tasks to each child. Um, not like, you know, child labor or anything like that, but you, you, <laughs> are, you, you knew, but you knew from an early age, like I did, that, you know, you're not raising children, you're raising adults. And you want right. those adults to be accountable to their heavenly father. So, you know, understanding his umbrella of protection, the responsibility, the accountability they have to him through obedience to you and your husband. But just, I remember reading, I don't know if it was in one of your books or an interview perhaps you did on Focus on the Family, little tasks that you would assign even to the little ones, taking the spoons and the forks out of the dishwasher and putting them in the drawers and, and learning sorting that way, or, you know, having the older ones responsible for the laundry. I mean, these, you know, these mm -hmm. are things that I don't know a lot of us mothers think about because we would rather do because sometimes going back and refolding is easier than signing. Oh, yes. But you've done everything with the intent. No, I am raising responsible adults. Absolutely. Because, you know, I figured they are going to have to know how to do things on their own. And so always looking for things for your kids to be able to help with or to take over and take responsibility for. There's so many tasks we can do. And here's another flip thing that I don't often talk about, but when you were talking about that, it, it triggered in my, in my mind. Yeah. And that is that when you're teaching your kids how to do those types of tasks, especially early on, yeah. it can be such a blessing to other people, not just your own home, but when you have ministry opportunities or or if you're at a friend's house and, you know, and sometimes, sometimes we're dropping off food. Sometimes we're staying and hanging out. And when your kids can be the ones that can help to put things in the dishwasher or yeah. can help to clean up, you know, we've had all different situations. We've had families living with us. We've had families that, you know, our own family members and then others who um, have had different medical issues and different crises. And when the entire family can jump in and not just like, hang out, we're actually there and we can serve. Yeah. And so our kids are learning these tasks so that they can serve and be the hands and feet of Jesus. Yeah. And it's just amazing. I mean, obviously it's a blessing in my home. And I always, I mean, my little rule of thumb is teach your kids to do the chores that you don't like to do. Yeah. Um, so like dishes and trash and, you know, vacuuming, there's all kinds of ways to teach your kids to do things. But my number one tip, um, other than don't expect perfection, uh, when kids are doing tasks and that's to find the right tools. And so for us in our home, we have, in fact, I just bought a new mop and like my 17 year old is the one who's assigned to do mopping. But when the new mop arrived, my nine year old's like, I want to take over mopping and she has been doing it now and she loves it. And so it's just funny how if you find the right tool, it's intriguing and fun and the kids don't mind as much doing the task. And I'm telling you, my 17 year old has not complained one bit about his little sister wanting to take over his task. So. I, I bet not. How do you feel such a sense of accomplishment now that you have literally homeschooled a child? from kindergarten through graduation. I mean, what is, what is that feeling? 
It's good. Like, I feel like, it's like the, the fact that he passed means, means you passed, right? <laughs> Now, well, we went back and forth because you know it happened during Corona, and so I'm like, you know, what do we do? We do a graduation. What do we do? And I was like, we're doing something because it's an accomplishment. My son kept going, no, 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 we don't need to do anything. I'm like, no, we need to do something because we just graduated. You, yes, you graduated, but we graduated you. It was like a huge thing, and so we did. We had like a little family and friends um, party, and had people come over, and it was so much fun, and it was such a great celebration. But it is kind of—it's one of those things where one down, four to go. It was playing in my head, and also like, wow, this this homeschool thing worked. (laughs) Look at that. (laughs) But I really—I mean, it's all the Lord too. So He—he's the one that did it. Yeah. Well, just you remaining joyful throughout and you are just in demand as a speaker. I mean, you are on the circuit, not only in front of just Christian ministry in general, but especially in that homeschool network because of the resources that you you've developed. Tell us some of those. And I know, and I do want to encourage everybody to go and look at the resources you have, but what is one of your favorites? I know you, you specialize in, in that labeling and that organization I have been to your homeschool room, not physically, but virtually, and I've just been Come blown away by your dots and your colorful stickers. You're a little intimidating, so Christy. No, no. I mean, and that's what's funny is that for a while, because I, I mean, like, I'm totally real. Like I said, like, my, I, we always have some area of the house that yeah. is not picked up. I mean, yeah. that's just life. And, you know, we're constantly decluttering. We've got so many people in this house and little hands leave yeah. things behind and big hands leave things behind. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I do label here and there, but when I first started doing all this, I wanted to make sure that I wasn't just another, like, organizer who was always posting beautiful pictures of her home. So I really did focus on showing the mess. And I reached a point where one time I forgot that I hadn't actually shown the completed project. And so I had all these messages like, did you ever clean up your homeschool room? I was like, oh yeah, I'll do a video on that. (laughs) We did. (laughs) It's clean. But um, you know, that's the thing is that I don't want people to be intimidated. I actually had someone come over to a homeschool booth um, one time and they had just come out of my thing and they started like crying again, but it was happy tears. And they're like the last organization talk I went to, I was sobbing because the person was like making them feel so condemned. And I don't want people to feel like that. And they're like, you made me feel like I can relax and take a deep breath and just like, because I always tell people find one thing, fix one thing. What's driving you crazy? Fix it. So as far as to answer your actual question, (laughs) you know, the different systems I have. So for homeschooling, um, if you're a homeschool family, my favorite resource is I have a homeschool organization course. And uh, that I think I always, it always breaks my heart when people come over like, wow, I really need this. And they're like, yeah, but I got to go get curriculum. I'm like, yeah, you're going to get that curriculum and you're not going to use it because you have to learn how to like, it's, it's beyond like what to do, like to make your homeschool room look pretty. I could care less. I actually spend very little time talking about how to set up a homeschool room. I'm talking like the nitty gritty, how to plan your year, how to not overcommit, how, you know, all of those types of things. I try to be practical because I know what you need and I know what you don't need, you know, for the most part overarching in homeschooling. And then, and you get to fill in all the, all the gaps and make it fun and personalize it. Um, but I have been turning my attention more towards home organization and not just homeschooling organizations. So um, this January, I have a brand new um, challenge coming out. So at the end of January, in fact, people can sign up to get the information about it because <laughs> I'm doing so many you know talks everywhere. I'm like, just 
if they go to christyclover.com forward slash mom challenge, it's going to be mom stands for master organizer of mayhem. Uh, but it's going to be a home organization project um, that we're going to take on and we're going to get it done together. And it's going to be really fun. So it's going to be five day challenge. Um, and so people go there, they'll get sent information about it. And then I have some other really fun things that I have not announced yet um, oh. that I have in the works for January. So I'm really excited because my heart is to, to help people in the thick of it. I don't want people, I, motherhood is overwhelming period. Like I don't care what season you're in. I mean, I've been laughing with all of my, you, you probably, you're right there too. Like I've been laughing with all my friends who have these older teens. Like you kind of reach a point in parenting where you're like, I got this, yeah. this parenting thing. It's easy. And you're like the younger kids. I'm like, yeah, I remember this stage. Yeah. And there's this, this weird thing of like from, I think it's around 16 or 17 when they're going into adulthood. Oh honey, it's a whole new ball game. And so I am doing more reaching out to like, like all of my friends who are in like the stages above me, I'm like, you didn't tell me about this. This is hard. <laughs> no, no I, I think you and I were talking a little bit earlier about the JH Ranch and they do such a great job in terms of defining those stages from, you know, we, with our younger one, especially we are at the, the cop phase and then you move into that, that coaching phase and then you mm -hmm. become a counselor and then you become a consultant and, you know, I, I think those levels are so important with, with those older ones. That's kind of where we are in the consultant level right now, because we have been very intentional in recognizing that we are raising godly, purposeful adults. And now when they are coming with a life issue, they know where to carry their questions to the word of God. And yeah. we are now the wise counselors that they can surround themselves with to kind of weigh the options that, you know, the Lord may presenting, may be presenting to them. So, so that's a great point. And when I say, I, I say that in gesture intimidating, because I, I do want to thank you. You do come across as just the girl next door, you know, everybody's best friend. And, and that really Aww. is refreshing in an age where everything is airbrushed and all the pictures look, I mean, I've seen some Instagrams and it's like, oh my goodness, this looks like a calendar. They could just print off and, and oh, sell yeah. it. But you know, yours is colorful and fun and you do show the messes, but you know, you, you exalt the Messiah in the midst of the mess. And, uh, and I'm just so grateful. And, and I'm a product of a lot of your teaching and um, because I have gone through those homeschool seasons that sometimes like during the pandemic were unexpected. Other times our son is a cancer survivor. So uh, in those four years, as I, as I homeschooled Daniel and his twin sister, Caroline, it was resources like yours that were just so incredibly refreshing to those of us who did not have homeschool on, on our radar. And then the Lord allowed us to be diverted to that journey. And so, so thank you for sharing those because they truly did help um, me with the confidence and what the Lord had instilled in me at that particular time, but also our children too, because you really do mm. think about both the teacher and the student and, and not, not many out there doing what you're doing. So I just want to applaud you for that. And thank you. Uh, Christy, if you could pick one hero of the faith from God's word, who, who would you pick besides the Proverbs 31 woman? I know. <laughs> no, Actually, kidding. sometimes I don't like her so much. <laughs> well, you know what I learned? And this you can go somewhere else, Proverbs 31. <laughs> well, speaking of refreshing, I had a pastor, Bobby Blanton in North Carolina, that did a lesson on her one time. And when you go back and you read the little prologue to Proverbs um, 31, it's King Lemuel's mother 
who mm -hmm. has actually written out this. This is kind of like her dream list for the ideal wife for her son. So it's really like a mother-in-law's wish list for her daughter-in-law. And when I realized That's that this woman actually wasn't real to begin with, you know, I was like, phew, that sure doesn't take the weight off my shoulders. That's right. <laughs> but who, oh. would you, who would you say would be No, your... there's so many. Yeah. And I think what's funny is that um, what I love about the Bible and all the characters, not characters really, I mean, it's yeah. the people in the Bible, they're all so incredibly flawed. <laughs> and yeah. I love that. <laughs> is that horrible to say? But no, I'm like, oh, I feel good about myself. I mean, like David, hello, murder, adulterer, all these horrible things. And yet yeah. he is a man after God's own heart. But I have to say, if somebody really stands out to me, the person I probably look to for encouragement the most is probably Peter. Um, he's a real hero to me because man, he messed up a lot and he was just bold and he said crazy things. Yeah. You know, he, I mean, and I think that's what I can get that way. I, I think I have that side of me. That's that stubborn, like, you know, I, I call it my foot and mouth disease. Like, you know, I am always sticking my foot in my mouth and things will come out. And I'm like, that didn't sound the way I had it in my head. Right. Um, so I really love that about Peter because then what also yeah. I love is that after you just see the change in Peter that yeah. when, you know, when, when Christ comes back and, you know, and I, I wish, I wish we had recorded that conversation between Peter and Christ when, um, when Christ comes back, because, oh, it was just, so, because everything changes. Like Peter yeah. just, he is bold in his faith. He just goes for it. He is encouraging. He's amazing. He's like so wise in the word. I mean, here he's a fisherman and he's like standing up to scholars like, well, in this chapter and over here, and it's like, go boy. But, um, I love that. And I love it. And I, like, I often picture like, especially when things are overwhelming and I feel fear creeping in, I always picture that moment with the boat, you know, like Peter had the courage to step out of the boat. He's the only one to step out of the boat. So yeah. even though we see him sink, he's the only one that stepped out of the boat and he kept his eyes locked on Jesus. And it's only when he looked at the storm around him that he started to sink. Yeah. And so that's what I try to remind myself of. So that's why Peter's, uh, Peter is one of my heroes. And I think you do that so well in your latest book as well, in the midst of the mayhem, you know, even with your practical tips, you give us space to make sure that we are readjusting our vision, you know, not, not on the messes, at, but, you know, just the ministry that is in the mayhem or the ministry that is yeah. in those particular messes. So I appreciate that so much. Between Mary and Martha, those sisters, uh, who do you think you would have, um, you would have bonded more with? Because you seem to be a good okay. mix to me, Christy. I try to be, I try to be a little bit of a combination because I have to remind myself for my, to have my merry moments. Um, yeah. but okay, this is going to sound horrible, <laughs> but I have to say that when I have done like deeper studies of both Mary and Martha and really looking at them throughout. So, and there are times when I'm like really annoyed by Mary. I'm like, seriously, girlfriend. I'm like, I love that she did like in that, in the, the famous moment, you know, Martha, Martha, Mary. Yeah. That's a good moment. That's a good yeah. reminder. All of us. But it's when Lazarus died, like that one, like when Jesus comes, like Martha actually runs to him first. Yeah, Hello, Martha. You. And like Mary comes up and the way I picture the whole thing in that moment is like, she's kind of like this drama queen. And everyone's like, oh, poor Mary, poor Mary. And I'm like, suck it up, girlfriend. Go see your savior. You know, like go run to Jesus. Don't like, come on people. I'm, I'm crying. I need attention. Like, I don't know why, but that is the silly picture I have in my head. Is that horrible? Poor Mary. No, it's not. I Amazing. Like. Woman of God. And I'm like nitpicking her because that's just like when I really was reading it, I'm like, 
Mary gets a lot of things right. Yeah. So does Martha. Martha yeah. just, she gets yeah. the raw end of the deal. So I, I love yeah. them both because I, yeah. I have to fight to have that Mary heart and to choose yeah. what's best and not just that time in the word. I have to remind myself to choose what's best every day. Yeah. And I sometimes do a bad job of that because I'm being too Martha and I'm trying yeah. to get to tasks. And sometimes those tasks aren't what need to be really done in the moment. Well, I love that about you because you're in women's ministry and you know that, you know, every woman has a bad day. So you know that, you know, yeah. neither is perfect, but you're blending those two so well. Now I like the reality of that. Plus you have three daughters, right? You have three girls two. and three boys. Two little girls. Two, I have three boys and then two girls. girls. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you know how God has designed us completely different. So <laughs> totally. Well, especially being a mom of boys at, you know, for so long, yeah. I like, I kind of reached a point where I embraced my femininity and then I had these little girls. And I'm like, Oh, look, people who like get, you know, get me in our hormonal, yeah. which yeah. is scary. <laughs> <laughs> I really also love this about you, Christy. And, and I don't know that it's just because you live in a military area, but you have such a heart for military families. Um, I know that's why I was a guest on your show because my, my book is your data pirate was really mm-hmm. championing those heroes and sheroes, but so many after being on your show that reached out to me, to let me know just what your ministry has meant to them when they've been stationed in California and then they have Mm -hmm. been assigned, you know, posts that are in very remote places. And for you to to have those resources, tell us a little bit of of that experience because you really do have an amazing ministry to our heroes and sheroes of the military. Oh, thank you. And I really feel like sometimes people forget that the families at home, they're just as much the heroes um, as our men and women who are in the military. I mean, they are putting their life in the line, but you know, at the same time, we've got these families who are going long periods of time often without knowing anything. Um, and so I love our military families. So I, I don't know really what to say that other than like, I love them and I, love I you. get it because my, my husband traveled, but I always tell myself, I'm like, you know, he, he stopped traveling a year ago. But he still came home, you know, like after, I mean, his longest, you know, time away was like five days. Woo, <laughs> not a big deal. And so I used to laugh because like if I had girlfriends, he would, they'd call me like, my husband's traveling for one night. What do I do? And I'm like, oh my goodness, just like harness a little bit of that military mom in you and like get it done. Like, <laughs> That's really great. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I, they are the unsung heroes so often. Uh, And that's what I loved about your book is you really, I mean, as much as it's about the sacrifice that your dad um, gave for our country, which is just beyond anything I think most of us could even imagine. It is also your, uh, your mom, I almost said your wife, but your mom who stood by his side and helped him to come back. And, you know, it's those little things when you, you, like, I remember when you were talking about, you're like the buttoning of a shirt, like, yeah. what, you know, like cutting, you, cutting those... up his steak, you know, things that yeah. tying his shoestrings. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. And I love, so. I love the way you and your hubby, uh, you know, cause I think sometimes there's a misconception that the mom is in charge of homeschool and, uh, you know, the dad is on that periphery, but you make it a team sport and, you know, you are a champion of your husband. And I, Mm-hmm. Uh, that endears me even more to your heart too. And I think it's so healthy for your children to see. Uh, what are some ways uh-huh. that y'all retreat uh, from, you, you You live in a work environment 24-7. <laughs> well, so, this is my bedroom actually. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you do intentionally to preserve that relationship? 
you know, quite frankly, I pull back. I mean, I have big breaks from different things, social media, YouTube, I mean, like all the different things. Like I do a lot of different things, but I take massive breaks sometimes to my business's detriment. Um, but I just don't care. Um, and so I really, that's the most important. I really try not to care. And I also, I think a really important part is that I respect the people in my home. So I don't talk about marriage issues online. I mean, I will only do that if Steve is next to me or if it's something we have discussed and I have, you know, I have his permission to share. I just don't think that's healthy. Um, I also don't think it's healthy to talk poorly about people who are real in your life. Like my mother-in-law that actually I'm blessed. I have an amazing mother-in-law, but like when I hear people talking about in-laws or their parents or their husbands and their teenagers, like every once in a while, I will see people share things about their children that I'm like, Oh, sweetheart, like you need to take that. And sometimes I am that crazy one. If I see it, don't be surprised. I will, I will send you a message and say, you need to take that down. Um, because I don't think it, I think we need to make sure that anything we put out publicly, whether you have a ministry or a business, anything, everyone listening, if you have any kind of a social media, public, anything, it's out there forever. (laughs) Everybody that sees this is going to want to join your group. I mean, your mom community (laughs) is going to be so much fun because you're so much fun and you're so real. And the Lord has gifted you with such a sensitive spirit, you know, from the heart of that military mom to, you know, that new mama that's nursing her child and praying over that child. You are such a gift. Your interview is going to drop the week of Christmas. Are there any special things that y'all I'm like, see my, I have a Christmas shirt on. I love our tech. I, I, I wish that I could have, I could have, um, <laughs> I know I'm like, I have Christmas bows on, which you can really just see my, my little AirPods, but no, my, my little shirt says old school rapper. Cause I'm really trying to talk myself into rap. I usually save it until I have enough gifts to rap. And then this yeah. is like, my kids are like, she's going to start rapping her presents. So this is me telling myself I need to do it. So. What, um, what kind of, um, traditions do you, have you implemented over the years that are really <laughs> special like, a whole new show. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> no, we love traditions in our family. Um, and what I do with our traditions is we kind of just pick a few here and there. It used yeah. to be Christmas pajamas. Um, so yeah. we had one of our favorite traditions was um, Frosty would yeah. bring um, Christmas PJs because he didn't want the kids to be cold. And so they always matched. And oh. my teenagers have outgrown that, yeah. that. And so the younger kids, everyone's, I was still getting them. And so now it's turned into like ugly sweaters. And, yeah. you know, so we kind of do different things and different variations of that. Um, we um, will decorate cookies. One year it was ugly Christmas cookies. Um, oh. One of our traditions that we've done a handful of times is that um, when the tree is up, they'll do a night under the tree. So all the sleeping bags come out and, oh. and that's my, and yeah, it's so fun. But like my, my sneaky thing that now they all know I do is I start on the couch and then I move up to bed and I come back to the couch in the morning because oh, <laughs> so I can't fun. take it. I'm like, I'm too old for that. <laughs> but no, we have lots of little things like that. We try to celebrate Advent. Um, oh, one fun thing. It's a little yeah. late for people to do it, but for next year. Yeah. Is that I actually have, now I have like way more than 25 books, but I accumulated 25 of our very favorite Christmas books. And now every year I kind of pick them. Uh-huh. Now I'm, I'm to the point where I just stick all of those 25 into a basket and we read one a day. Oh. Um, the first couple. Oh Yeah. So fun. The first couple of years, um, I was an overachiever and that's when I had two children and I wrapped 25 books. And so we got to unwrap one every day. God bless me. Right. Like that's not happening now, but that was like, 
A for like effort. I mean, like, wow. Like now I think of that. I'm like, I'm not telling anybody to do that. But if you really <laughs> want to do that, you go for it. If that's like your love language, do it. That's so, so awesome. I don't. <laughs> you are, and that's what your, your mind is just going constantly is, I mean, I'm sure you don't have just one major tradition because as a creative, you're coming up with them all the time. Every day is just, I want to come to camp Christy. So well, I'm like, if all of my plans come together, actually that is um, with the mom challenge, I'm really praying over. And so all of y'all listening, you can pray too. Yeah. Um, I, and by the way, I hope no one's offended. Like I joke that I'm more Southern than most people because San Diego is very Southern, but <laughs> it is no offense to my Southern friends, but no, my kids also heart. know yeah, exactly. Um, but my kids know that they're in trouble when I start bringing out my Southern, like my, my faux Southern accent. Cause they're like, Oh, okay. We're going to listen now. I'm like, yeah, you better listen. <laughs> but, um, one of the things that I'm praying for right now is cause I don't want to overcommit myself. I don't want to, you know, go all Martha gotta be some Mary too. Yeah. Um, but I'm really praying over, I'm trying to put together an online mom community and, um, it's going to be a ton of work. Um, but, um, yeah, it'd be a, a really fun little membership community for moms. And one of the things that that would hopefully lead to is, um, potentially a little live event. Um, so we'll see. That um, will be, I, more. I am there. I'm going to, Oh, you're so cute. Are. I, I definitely, <laughs> I definitely want to attend that. And an audience, I want you to make sure that you get a copy of Christy Clover's latest book. And I am so certain that you're going to love it. And every little hack that is in there is going to bless your life and bless your family's life. Make sure you check out Christy's online resources from her website to her YouTube channel. You can just Google Christy Clover and you will be amazed at the incredible garden that will just pop up. Uh, Christy, <laughs> I enjoyed watching your interview most recently on Focus on the Family. That must have been a blast. Oh my goodness. That was like a dream come true. It was like a pinch me moment. Um, it was so fun. And Holy smokes, they are a riot. Um, both John and Jim were just, they, we, I mean, they cut a few parts because we really were laughing a lot. Laughing. And like the before and after was so hysterical. Yeah. Um, so they, they were a hoot to record with. It yeah. was so much different because I went, I don't know, like you kind of go into it like, I was scared, but it was the first time in a long time I've been really nervous um, about Well, you did it. not show one frayed nerve at all. You were just so, that's why I do Thank think you. you need a reality show. I think anybody that's watching you and just seeing your comfort so in front of the camera, I mean, I'm serious. And the fact that most reality shows are scripted and yours is so unscripted, but yet <laughs> it's so cohesive. I mean, it's, I mean, the Lord I would really scare a producer. <laughs> But you got the title, Raising Clovers, and you got all of the film. I mean, they literally could do multi-seasons with you, and it would be a major hit. So I'm going to pitch that. So. I love it. <laughs> anyway, well, I love you, and I so appreciate your time today. I know you have got a mountain of things to wrap, um, and now that you're inspired by your rapper shirt. <laughs> My uh, I'll be praying <laughs> for you today and looking for that online community. Um, we will put a link up for all of your resources, but I do pray. And even now, even though this will launch Christmas week, uh, I pray that you get a belated Christmas gift um, and get this new book and just be encouraged. So Christy, thank you for joining us today. And you are truly a godly sister that I respect and I love. And thank you for pointing others to Jesus. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on the show. It's such an honor. Oh, I love you. 